0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Acts 10 and verse 38. First, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of studying your word together. As we do, we invite the Holy Ghost to be our teacher and to be our guide, to direct us into everything willed by you and to enlarge our capacity to receive revelation, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and ability of all the things that pertain to life and godliness. I thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost, for thinking through my thoughts and speaking through my lips. Enabling me to be effective in communicating, dear Father God, the good news unto your people. For all that's achieved among us, we'll give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 says, How God anointed... Everybody say anointed. Anointed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and... With power. I want you to notice there, just for a moment, that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And that word there for power is the Greek word dunamis, which means miracle power or the mighty power of God. Well, we see something here about the life of Jesus. He ministered as an individual under the Old Covenant, the Abrahamic Covenant, and not according to His glory that He had with the Father before He came to the earth. He came as a man, as a mere man, and He left behind Him His mighty power and glory. When He became a man, and after dedicating His life, of course, to the Father, and being baptized of John, the Holy Ghost fell upon him and anointed him to do certain things. And so the things that he did, he did by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And once again, that Greek word is deutymus, and it simply means the miracle working power of God, the might of God. We get our word dynamite from it. So he was anointed with that dynamics or the dynamite power of God. Now notice what he did with that power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So we see a thought here. A very important thought. Jesus was anointed to do the things that He did, and the things that He did, He did by the power of the Holy Ghost. He healed all those that were oppressed of the devil, not because He was the Son of God, but because He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And as a result of knowing how to perfectly yield to the Spirit of God, He was able to manifest that anointing and manifest that power in a marvelous way. And everywhere He went, He went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with Him. Now, turn with me, if you would please, to the book of Acts in chapter 1. Acts in chapter 1. And verse 8. Now, in this verse, of course, Jesus is speaking and he's speaking, of course, to his disciples and he says to them, but ye shall receive power. And the word for power there, once again, is the Greek word dunamis. It's the same word that's used in Acts 10.38, pertaining to the life of Jesus. And here, it's making reference to the power that His disciples or followers are going to receive when they are filled with the Holy Ghost, or when the Holy Ghost comes upon them. It says, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And remember, before Jesus left to go be with His Father, He said, I'm going to send you another comforter, and He is going to be with you, and He's going to dwell in you. And he's speaking of a time when the Holy Ghost would fall and and actually descend and come here upon the earth. We call it the day of Pentecost when the people were filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the dispensation, of course, of the Spirit. But he tells them an important thing. This power is going to enable you to be my witnesses. Actually, he is saying to them, you are commissioned to go about and continue the works that I began. When Jesus was on this earth, He began to do certain things and teach certain things. And before I left, He said, The works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to my Father. Didn't He say that in John 14, 12? Yes, He did. And look at verse 1 of Acts The book of Acts here. Look at verse 1 of chapter 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. This is something that Jesus began to do and to teach when He was on the earth. And when He left, we know He commissioned His disciples to do what? He said, go and make disciples out of all nations or students. And He said... To preach. He said to teach. He said to demonstrate. And so in other words, we're left behind here on this earth, but not alone. The Holy Ghost is here enabling us, equipping us to do the works that Jesus both began to do and to teach. And here, He tells His disciples, that's what I want you to do. Wait until the Holy Ghost has come upon you So that you would go forth, not in your own strength or ability, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, it's apparent to me then that those who are Spirit-filled have also received the same power that Jesus had when He walked upon the earth. The same power. It's the same word. It's the same thought. It's what Jesus said. As a matter of fact, He told His disciples not to go any other way. Don't go apart from the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Absolutely. Well, in Acts chapter 2 and beginning at verse 1, the day of Pentecost came. And when it was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. These same disciples had received the same Holy Ghost that Jesus had. He fell upon them just as He fell upon Him, And now they received a dimension in their lives that they did not have before. A dimension of God in their lives that they didn't have before this experience. This experience enabled them to fulfill the commission given them by the Lord Jesus Christ when He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he said, certain signs shall follow. In my name shall they speak with new tongues. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. How can a person cast out devils in his own power? How can a person cast out devils in his own strength? What human being has the ability or the power to cast out devils? No one. When people try to do it apart from the power of the name of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Ghost they all were attacked by the devil and stripped naked and ran out of the house for their lives. Isn't that what it says in the book of Acts? And so you see, they didn't have the right to do so because they were not believers and they were not equipped with miracle power. But all those who believe on Jesus, the Bible says, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any day they think it will not hurt them, they shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover. What human being has the ability to lay his own hand on somebody and have that person recover? No one. We don't have the power or the ability to impart anything of ourselves to heal another person's body. We're not equipped with that kind of power. But, if you are a believer and you've been endued with power from on high and commissioned to go into all the world and continue the works of Jesus, then you too, as you are anointed by the Spirit of God, have the same power to touch other people's lives and bring deliverance to them just like Jesus did. But you see, we've got to recognize that and we've got to walk in the light of it. And the difference between... Jesus in us is the fact that Jesus was absolutely, positively, perfectly hooked up with the Holy Ghost. And He had full understanding of spiritual laws and He walked perfectly before the Father. You and I are in a position where we have got to constantly be learning about spiritual things, applying them to our lives and then growing in them so that we can be more effective in ministering the same life to other people. Isn't that true? Okay, and that's why we are to continue in these things and grow in these things and not become discouraged. Every single one of us should not become discouraged. But we should continue... Doing our part so that we can have a greater manifestation of the power or the dunamis of God through our lives as individuals and as a collective body. Beloved, let's face it. We're not going to be successful apart from the power of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to accomplish what God wants done apart from the miracle working ability of the Holy Ghost. He told Zerubbabel, it's not by the power nor might of human strength, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And it's absolutely essential that we as believers learn how to generate as much of the miracle working power of God as we can. So that when we minister to people, we're not ministering in our own ability. We are ministering by the anointing of God that Jesus ministered by, and we're getting results. Now, this coming Sunday, I'm expecting God's power to be released and unleashed among us in a glorious way. I'm expecting the corporate anointing to be greater than ever before by degree and measure. You say, well, how do we achieve that? By every individual within the body doing his or her part to make his contribution to the anointing of God, to the power of God in manifestation and demonstration. You say, well, what can I possibly do to add to the anointing That's going to be in this place when we pray for the sick. When we believe for people to be delivered from habits and bondages. What can I possibly do to add to that miracle power? I'm so glad you asked me that tonight. I'm so thankful that you did that. Look at James chapter 5. If you are a Spirit-filled believer, one who has been baptized in the Holy Ghost then you're anointed with power. Amen? Amen. You have dunamis on the inside of you. But how many of you notice that if you had a stick of dynamite and you never did anything to it but just let it sit there, it wouldn't do a whole lot? Isn't that true? That's an absolute fact. You could have miracle power on the inside of you, but if you don't do anything with it, it just lies there dormant. It's not doing a thing except abiding in you. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want the Holy Ghost just going along with me for a ride. I want Him in the driver's seat. How about you? Amen? I don't want Him just to be there and do nothing. And I want Him to be animated. I want Him to be alive in me. I want Him to work through my life. I want Him to manifest Himself. I want Him to take over, praise God. Don't you? We can have that happen. You know, we can release His power. My my goodness, why should I want to release my power when I can release His power? True? Amen. Look at James. You want to know what you can do? Chapter 5. I'm i I'm going to read this to you from the Amplified Bible. In verse 16. Now, I want us just to kind of look at this verse. I'm reading from the Amplified, so if you're in the King James, you might just have a... You know, just bear with me for a little bit, but the whole thing is there, but maybe, maybe not as clear as this is written. It says... Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored. Now listen. To a spiritual tone of mind and heart. I want you to notice that he is first dealing with the spiritual condition of the individual before... The working of the physical. The spiritual is being dealt with before the working of the physical. In other words, if we maintain sin, unforgiveness, bitterness, and certain things within our lives, those things will clog up the miracle working power of God and prevent its outflow to do a work among people in the natural. Then he says in the next part, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes a very small amount, makes a tiny bit, makes very little... No, it says makes tremendous. Tremendous what? Power available, dynamic in its working. And what he is saying is the way to set the tone for a healing service or for the healing of any person is to make certain that there is a right condition in the inward part so that we can then generate tremendous power and make it available for its dynamic working in the lives of people. Isn't that what he's saying here? It's exactly what he's saying. And so you see, beloved, as individuals, if every single one of us would see to it that our hearts and our heart attitudes... And our heart motives and desires are aligned up with the Word of God. We're walking in harmony with each other. We're not holding any ought or bitterness or unforgiveness, you know, toward each other. Everybody is walking in love toward the other. Everybody is forgiving everybody. Everybody is tender-hearted toward everyone. Everyone. In other words, we're looking out for each other. We're genuinely caring about each other. We are concerned about the needs of our brothers and sisters. We're concerned whether or not Brother John or Sister Mary gets healed. We're concerned about their entire well-being. And you know what? We want to generate as much miracle powers we possibly can because we want to see it work in a dynamic way and we want to see our brothers and sisters in the Lord be set free by the power of God and no longer bound by the hand of the enemy. Glory to God. Isn't that what He's saying right here? Absolutely. Every single one of us, in other words, can add to... We can add to the anointing. We call that the corporate anointing of God. When hearts are united together as one. You know, let's let's look at it this way. The Bible talks about a three-fold cord is not easily broken. We say it like this. You put one pencil out there, you can break it in half very easily. You put two together, it's a little bit more difficult. You put three together, it's even harder. Isn't that true? You put ten together... 20 together, 30 together, bind them up, you know, put, put rope around it or a rubber band around it, whatever, it becomes very difficult to break. Why? Because there's more strength there. It'll require more power to do so. When we join ourselves together and our hearts are pure before God and right and our motives and desires are correct, and we are in unity and harmonious love, and then we begin to pray for our brothers and sisters, we create a spiritual bond that the enemy cannot penetrate. We create an atmosphere for God's dynamic miracle working power to be effectively released among the people. We provide a place here in this facility where people can come in and it will be much, much easier for them to receive from God in this atmosphere as a result of the conditions of our hearts. Can you see that? And the enemy is on the outside having a difficult time trying to get in. The dynamic power that we are generating is more powerful than the power of the enemy. And God wants us to know that. Amen. You see, how does this work? Well, I believe, beloved, when we pray, we activate the ministry of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. When we pray, if you're a spiritual believer in the Spirit, I believe that we ensure a continual infilling of the anointing of God in our lives, which we call the inflow, so that there can be a continued outflow of that same power to touch the hearts and the lives of the people that we contact with every day. See, there must be a constant inflow in order for there to be an outflow. And that's easily understood. If we're not taking in, how in the world can we put out? You know, when we sing the song, There's a river of life flowing out from me, It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors and sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out from me. Well, you see, that's got to be backed up by an inflow of the same waters of life. An inflow of the same waters of the Spirit. Because if we're only putting out, it'll get to a place where we dry up and that power is not generated in our lives. And then it won't be effective in reaching out and touching the lives of others. But when there is an inflow, a continued inflow, then we'll see to it that the river becomes rivers and there is an overflow of this anointing of God in our lives that now flows out from us to accomplish that purpose in the will of God. So that's what we can do. We come together before God and we purify our hearts. We just put it out there the way it's supposed to be. Father God, we're looking to You because in ourselves, we are incapable of changing a human life. We can't do it. Our human efforts fall short when it comes to trying to change a human life. When it comes to healing a body, delivering someone from a power or an influence that is demonic. We're not able to punch the devil in the nose. At least not with our physical fist. But I'll tell you what, you've got a shield of faith. You've got a sword of the Spirit that will rip him to pieces. Can you see that? You've got the dynamics of the Spirit of God that you can unleash that will put him on his knees. And they'll have to bow. Can you see that? See, sometimes we deplete ourselves of that energy because we're always putting out and we fail to take in. Well, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew or exchange strengths. Amen? They shall rise up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not weary, and they shall walk and not faint. In other words, they'll be sustained by the strength of the living God. They will be upheld by the power of the Most High. And they will operate not in their own ability or strength, but by the anointing, the same way Jesus did. You will notice there were times that Jesus set Himself aside so that He could pray to the Father and fill Himself up to have a constant inflow of the anointing that enabled Him to help those that came to Him. As a matter of fact, you know, you can look through the Bible and you'll find out that there was a a constant outflow of miracle power that went through the life of Jesus. And when it did, those that came into contact with it were delivered and set free. I want to show you a verse that says that. Look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. And let's begin at verse 17. And He came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of His disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear Him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch Him. Why? For there went virtue. The word there for virtue is the same Greek word translated power. For there went power, dunamis, miracle-working power, out of Him and healed them all. Jesus was anointed with power, and He knew how to release that power to touch the lives of others. And you will also know that Jesus said, the works I do, I don't do of myself. It's my Father in me, by His Spirit, who doeth the works. Remember He said that? How many remember He said that? Well, for the rest of you, turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And in verse 8, he says, Philip, it says, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of Myself, but the Father that dwelleth in Me, He doeth the works. Who did the works? The Father that dwelleth in Him. And then He says, believe Me that I am in the Father, and the Father in Me, or else believe Me for the very works' sake. Who did the works? The Father. The works I do. I don't do of my own strength or ability, but the Father in, in me, He doeth the works. In other words, it was Jesus yielding Himself, but it was the power of God in Him through the anointing of the Holy Ghost that accomplished the works. Right? Now, there we look at the next verse? Notice that Jesus used a double verily. And whenever He says a double verily, verily, verily I say unto you, it means... Truly, truly, and what it means is, I'm emphatically telling you something and you better not say I'm lying. I'm telling the whole truth, nothing but the truth. That's what he's saying. So, what he's about to say is so mind-boggling, so mind-staggering, that the people would be very tempted to disbelieve what is about to fall from his lips. But he says, verily, verily, I say unto you that the works... I do, shall you do also. And greater than thee shall you do, because I'm going to the Father. His going to the Father was going to add a dimension to our lives that would enable people on this earth to do the very works that He did. And the only way to do that is by the same power. And that is by the dunamis of the Holy Ghost. The miracle power of the Spirit of God. Look at Acts Go over to the book of Acts. In chapter 5. Well, let's look at Acts chapter 4 first. Now, a way for us to, to be filled is through constant prayer. And we don't want to make it very difficult. We're going to do that here right now, tonight, in a few moments. Prayer is not all that difficult. We talk to God in our native tongue... And we make it very clear to Him what we think, what we believe, what we expect. And then, of course, we can couple that with praying in the Holy Ghost. But I want you to see something here. In Acts chapter 4, we have a story where they healed a man who was lame from his mother's womb. Peter and John, by the power of God, had a man healed who was lame from his mother's womb. They were challenged and set aside and, and taken aside and, and talked about and, and put under trial and all this stuff because of what took place. And finally, after threatening these people, Peter and John, they let them go. Now, Peter and John did something vitally important to having a greater anointing of God upon their lives. In verse 23, they went to God and to the people, and listen to what it says. Acts 4.23 And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. And God said, thank you for reminding me. Right? Why'd they pray like that? What they were actually saying is, who are we? We're nobodies. But you, you're God. We try to fight them in our strength, we're dead meat. But you are God. So we're not listening to them. We're looking to you. Thou art God. I like this. which hath made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is. I'm sure he was grateful they reminded him of that. What are they saying when they say that? See, they're affecting their, their own lives more than they are affecting God. God knows He made all that. But what they're saying is this. They're men. Lord, You're God. You made heaven earth see all that in them is there's no one like you should we fear them No, we will fear you thou art god now go on down to verse 29 and now lord listen to their threats Grant unto us, thy servants, with all boldness, we may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. A constant inflow in order to have a constant outflow. A simple prayer brought an inflow of power. Can you see that? They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the Word of God with boldness. In verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. They were constantly walking in great power because there was a constant inflow in their lives through prayer and being in the presence of God and reminding themselves that they serve God and not man and in themselves they can do nothing but God can do all things. Can you see that? Now notice this. Go to Acts 5 and verse 11. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. Now notice verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles, and by the hands of the apostles, and by the hands of the believers, were many signs wrought among the people, signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them, and the believers were and believers were added the more added to the church. Multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. What do you think that shadow was? That shadow was the glory of God. It was the anointing of God that was manifesting itself through their lives, through Peter's life and the others as they were united together as one by the hands of the apostles. It wasn't a natural hand, that wrought the mighty work. It was the hand of God through their hands. It was the anointing of God through their hands. The ability of God, the power of God, the dunamis of God that was released through their hands. Beloved, let me share something with you. You ever touch somebody, and I mean, for example, your child, and you see your child... Let's say, really sick and hurting. And you are full of compassion. And when you touch your child, your compassion is flowing out of your hands right into that child. Have you ever done that? Sure, you have. But you know, you can touch somebody else and not be as compassionate. Isn't that true? You can. As a matter of fact, even as a believer, you can just find yourself going to lay hands on somebody and really not releasing the compassion and the power of God because we take it more lightly because it's not our child. See, there has got to be an inward something to be a powerful and effective outward something. And when we are full of compassion and our hearts are flooded with the compassion of God, and we really care about somebody, then we'll say, I don't want to be seen. I don't want my flesh to get in the way. I want your power to flow. And that's exactly what took place. When they touched those people with their hands, they touched them as if they were touching their own children who were in desperate need of God's miracle help and power. And it flowed from them in a powerful way and touched them and many signs and wonders were wrought. And the same thing is true here with Peter and how the power of God was manifested. They brought people in beds and couches and, and uh, on deathbeds and that sort of thing and they brought them and they were delivered and healed and set free by the power of God. There came in verse 16 also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which, un- them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one. Do you see what happened there in that place? They prayed for what? Boldness to proclaim the truth. Saying that your God, we're not listening to man. We want your power, your strength, your ability. They were filled. The inflow. Then there was the outflow. And look what it did. It wrought mighty works among the people. Can you see how everybody working together can also help create this same type of shadow? a corporate anointing without one person touching them, these people were raised up from deathbeds and from demon powers because of the awesome presence of God that was in display and manifestation. And beloved, this is what God wants for us. I believe He wants us all to get to this place. Every single one of us so that when we have these healing services, these special healing services, everyone makes a contribution through prayer. Everyone releases the ability of God through prayer, creating a stronger and a more powerful anointing that will touch the lives of others in a glorious way. Hey, beloved, you may never know when you might be in that same dire need of God's presence and power in your life. Be thankful to have a place where you can go and have that power manifested to help you believe God for your victory. Amen? Amen. 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 The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working. Now, they prayed a simple prayer just saying, Lord... Thou art God. You made heaven and earth see all that are in them is. Behold their threatenings. They tell us not to preach and teach in Jesus' name. They say, Lighten up and back off. But we'd rather believe you than man. We'd rather obey you than man. So, Lord, we don't want to decrease. We want you to turn it up. Turn it up. We want more. Grant us with all boldness we may preach your word. How? By stretching forth thine handy heel in signs and wonders wrought by the holy the power of the holy name of Jesus. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. Same thing. Very simple, very basic. Purify our hearts and say, Lord, we can't heal anybody in our own strength. We can't deliver people from demon powers and and bad habits and, and, and all kinds of things that people are confronted with today. But you can. And we give ourselves to you. We want you to turn up the anointing, the power, your ability, the dunamis. We want it to work, dear Father God, to touch hearts and change lives to cause the sick to be healed, the bound and, and afflicted to be delivered and set free by Your mighty power and glory. We want to give ourselves to You right now so that You can manifest Yourself through us in a powerful way to accomplish Your work on this earth. We can pray that way and pray in the Holy Ghost and stay in His presence and, beloved, we'll have that greater anointing. I believe that with all of my heart. Do you? I want you to gather around, if you would, please, this altar with me. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you